This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Today, I'm honored to be here with Julie Beckerman. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here with you. Likewise. So Julie, in a couple of, just kind of briefly, I want to give you the mic to introduce yourself. Where are you from? Who are you? And how do you stay busy during the day? Okay, well, I'm Julie Beckerman. I live in New York. Um, and I stay busy during the day with, um, you know, building and growing my co-parenting business. Um, and I also am a single mom. I dance a lot. Um, and I do a lot of teaching in a lot of different forms. So I coach volleyball, I teach dance, I teach ESL classes. So I would say I stay busy trying to manage my own schedule. Probably. <laughs> oh boy, do I totally hear you on that. What kind of dance do you do? So I teach Zumba, um, but I take uh, Latin ballroom. Um, and I started really interestingly, I started Latin ballroom when I started the business. So it's been a very like interesting parallel journey of both. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Right, because it's partner dancing. Partner dance. There you go. You picked it up right away. Yes. Because it's yeah. a partner dancing. Oh yeah. my gosh. Right. And like the balance of energy and partnership. Push and, and pull and lead and fun. Yep. 100%. So. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. That's so literary. Yeah. I'm so so literary. <laughs> such a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So Julie, as you know, this is a podcast by and for women who've gone through really difficult, traumatic situations. And I'm wondering, would you please summarize for us what you went through and what was the worst part? Yeah, so um, for me, I went through like 10 years of um, a lot of different things, although I can actually see how they're all connected. Um, but it, the, the thing that started was my younger brother uh, died about a, a little over 10 years ago. And that for me was sort of like the springboard. Yeah. From there, um, I ended up dealing with my own issues of addiction, an eating disorder, um, a horrific divorce uh, that, you know, I think I told you we'll probably get into more, but, um, and it was over the course of like 10 years of just these ongoing things. And um, yeah, those are some of the things that, yeah. That's a lot of caca. I mean, it's a lot. yeah. And I, and within that, I mean, I, I mean, I also quit smoking. I lost and gained a hundred pounds. I, you know, so it was a, just a lot of things that you hear are like, you know, big kind of lifetime achievements in a way. And I feel like I had them all in like 10 years, you know, Oh my Lord. Back to back. So it was a lot. Was yeah. A lot. We need multiple, we need multiple interviews for this one. Well, yeah, <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. well, seriously, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, cr I've created this podcast where I'm looking for women who've gone through tough stuff, and absolutely, several of my guests have been through sort of traumatic experience after traumatic after traumatic experience, and I really, um, it's of so much value. That's one of the reasons why I believe this podcast is of so much value because you are a testament to and proof that it's possible to get to the other side of not only one traumatic event, not only one um, really painful or challenging situation, but multiple. Mm -hmm. And it gives your advice and your, your presence here so much weight. So um, yeah. yeah, that's really- I've Been there, done that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Been there, done that and been there and done that too. And been there and done that too. Yeah. And right. 
this is leading me right into my next question. What a what a segue. What which is it, it just it takes so much strength and not just strength, but warrior energy and so many other things that we're going to talk about to get to the other side of just one of the situations that you were talking about. What is the best thing for you, Julie, about where you are right now, being on the other side of so many difficult situations and experiences? Oh, um, so the, the first word that always comes to mind is freedom, you know, and each of these things um, that I've been through addiction and, uh, you know, addiction to food, addiction to pills, support, it's, um, you know, it's a dependency in some way. It's a connection to things that are kind of keeping you where you're at and the ability, you know, I have this visual of almost like cutting different strings that were like holding me down. And it's like the last final string that you get to cut. So it's that freedom of not being, you know, controlled or held by all of these different things that were just so, you know, holding me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. Freedom is, it's just such the big kahuna. And I don't think we all realize that, but yeah. freedom, freedom within. Mm -hmm. I, that's the other piece too. I think, you know, for so many years, you know, what kind of kicked off that those challenges that really kind of, um, avalanched on each other. I think before and after there was a lack of um, freedom within myself, right? I was very controlled by my own inner workings um, and the ability to be free of some of those thoughts that were not serving me um, is like, it doesn't matter what I go through now because I'm always, I always have me and that's a safe mm -hmm. place. And that's, so that's, I mean, it's whatever I've been through, it was worth every moment of it to be here now. Wow. Yeah. That is really incredible that it was all, that it was all worth it, you know, and that's a theme that's emerging on this podcast that, that my guests actually feel grateful for what they've been through, even though it has been so painful and maybe I'm not saying I want to do it again. <laughs> but it, was, <laughs> it was, yeah, hundred percent. I totally hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so Julie, the folks listening, if they're anything like me, they want to know, well, how in the world did you do that, right? How did you cut those strings? Uh, what kind of support did you get? How, and how do I do it too? So um, the really essential question here is, what is a piece of advice or two or maybe three that you would give to women who are listening right now, who are in that place where they're they are tied down by those cords and yeah. they're not feeling free, they're going through crisis. How would you advise them to get to the other side? Um, so on a high level, I think the first thing I would say is, you know, some of the cliches that we hear that we just kind of hear are actually very true. And there's one that comes to mind and that's, you know, it's like one step at a time or you have to take the first step, even if you can't see the whole staircase. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was thinking earlier today, you know, my divorce costs close to quarter million dollars. It was an absolute, you know, forgive me, shit show. Um, I remember in the beginning when I needed my first $10,000 retainer and $10,000 was like, where am I going to get that kind of money? Mm. And had I known at that time, if someone told me and showed me the whole staircase and said, you're going to go through this and it's going to be close to quarter million at the end, I would never have taken the first step because I wouldn't have seen the staircases climbable. Mm. However, step one, step two, 
it was. I did. I got through it because I, I didn't I didn't have to know that, right? So I think sometimes um, really embracing like you can take each step even if the end goal and, and that was like huge for me. I had no idea what it was going to lead into. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and not knowing that was actually what allowed it. Mm-hmm. You know. That is awesome, awesome advice. Anything else? Um, you know, I think the other thing it's you know, it's interesting. It's all kind of connecting to in the same storyline. It's about that step. You know, there was times when I was dealing with addiction, you know, I did rehab, I was dealing with therapists, I went through all these different things. And I constantly felt like I was a failure for not being able to get better through these particular ways that everybody else seemed to be able to get better with. But, you know, it's almost like the hope or the belief system that one, the next thing could be it. And even if it feels like nothing works or nothing's going to help, like you haven't found it all. There's always another person coming up with something who's been in your experience that can show you something to get you to that next step. So, you know, really it's just about like, you know, maintaining those smallest, even microscopic openings for yourself to let in what is going to work, you know, even if you can't see it because it is out there. And I think that for me has really been a theme through all of these things. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned you, you were just saying how there's always someone out there who, who might hold that little key or who might have that piece of information. And that makes me think about support. And I'm wondering what kinds of support over during that 10 year stretch were the most helpful to you? Well, um, I have to say I could not have done this without my parents. Um, and it, you know, it actually helped our relationship. So just another tie is just sometimes the people that you don't necessarily feel like, you know, not all the, some people will surprise you. So also keeping that opening. Um, and, you know, some of the other, um, the biggest supports were, you know, the, it's sort of like a conglomerate. So I think the trust of the people I came into, I had a therapist, I had an addiction psychiatrist, I went to um, like a motivation program and all of the people, once I kind of found that entryway into that world, everybody in that, that I came across was supported in the way that I needed. Wow. If that answers. So yeah, it does. It does. It sounds like you found, it sounds like you found, um, you, you stepped into a network. Yes, it, right. It wasn't, it's never an answer. It's always answers. Um, and, you know, step again, it's one step at a time. And one person gives you this and one person gives you this and one person you give this. And sometimes you give something and that helps too. And I think it's that opening of like, you know, not, again, it's like not taking the whole staircase, but understanding the pieces of the steps so you can get them in different ways, the way you need. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much for that advice, Julie. And I would love to change the topic for a minute and talk about something, talk about something super epic, which is that I'm wondering if you could have any superpower that you don't already have, what superpower would you want? Um, superpower, I would probably um, want to, fly 
because <laughs> um, I really hate traffic and I feel like the world is just so big and you get to see things. So yeah, that's a freedom to yeah. be up there flying would be. Oh, totally. Hard. Oh, that is so, that is so freedom, flying in freedom. Julie, I also wanted to ask you um, to, you have a business that I think is to say that your business is needed and that your business is important is such an understatement. Would you please tell us about what you do in your co-parenting business? Yes, thank you. Um, so I work with individuals who are co-parenting with what I call an impossible ex. Um, oh. And <laughs> yeah, everyone resonates with that for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and what I'm really working with people is to kind of, again, create the space and create the freedom from all of the conflict, all of the unnecessary stuff that comes your way in co-parenting that really doesn't matter. Um, and when you're learning, um, going through divorce and learning all of these different elements of it, there's a lot, right? It's a very convoluted world out there with that stuff. And, you know, it's an overwhelming thing. So how do we kind of just like cut through the big stuff and identify for you what matters so that you don't have to deal with all of the nonsense? Mm -hmm. um, a big piece of this that I do is helping people with their um, written messaging because as you know, a lot of people in high conflict, the relationship is not in person, it's all written. Yep. Um, and so, and that documentation, once it's written, it's forever. Mm -hmm. And then we have fears that it's who's gonna see it and things like that. And so how do we kind of craft and just get a lot of clarity on what we're looking for in these back and forths so that we do not spend, you know, a half of a day in a back and forth exchange on messages about things that just make no difference. To anybody and that's that's a really big part of the work yeah yeah that's incredible and um it definitely is resonating with me about mm -hmm. the the written communication and that being so important to to focus on and also back and forth of any kind incre increased numbers of back back and forth any kind can can represent dollars can represent money i mean as you were mentioning your own divorce costing a quarter of a million dollars a divorce yeah. doesn't necessarily end when the papers have been signed right i mean we all that's kind that's of exactly right it's all the stuff that happens when no one's looking over your shoulder that's right funny because i actually just uh put this guide together um and i'd love to share it with you but um it's this guide and one of the things i said is like these messages are you know 95 percent of your messages are between you and your co-parent no one else sees them right so you are going back and forth trying to have these conversations like right if you and and it's interesting because that's where so much of the energy and the fear comes from. But it's literally just between two people. No one's even looking at it. So it's interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to express um, a lot of admiration and a lot of gratitude because the, the, the benefit of your business, there are so many people receiving the benefit of your business, primarily children. Primarily children who are in a situation that is not of their own choice. Mm -hmm. And they are going to benefit from greater clarity of communication from better co-parenting and and from lower conflict big absolutely. time yeah absolutely i mean you don't have the relationship with your high conflict co-parent if not for your kids that's why it exists so yeah you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can that it's actually benefiting your kids as much oh, as you personally and where can we find you online julie um so i'm 
online um, on Instagram, Aspire to Growth. But right now, if anyone's listening and is interested, I literally just finished and published out this guide. Uh, it's the step-by-step -step guide for dealing with messaging uh, with your co-parent. And if you are interested or anyone's interested in it, um, please just send me an email. It's julie at aspiretogrowth.com. Um, let me know you want the guide and I will add you the list to send it out because it's really, it's honestly helpful for anyone who's messaging with someone that they have a difficult relationship with, right? Wonderful. It's any type of effective communication to put yourself in the best position. So, Fantastic. And in the yeah. show notes, I will definitely, I'll, I'll include your email and I'll include the title of the, the guide. So thank you so yeah. much. You're welcome. Thank Yay. you so much. Julie, thank you again for being my guest today. This is Nikki Bruno with Julie Beckerman on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about staging an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering situation, or two, or three, please go to theepiccomeback.com.